Today is Thursday, October 12th. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. I'm not aware of anything specifically planned for our area. St. Louis Police Sergeant Charles Wall talking with our Maria Kina about a protest call to action for Friday the 13th. It's being called Friday of the Al-Aqsa Flood. It refers to the Al-Aqsa Mosque in the old city of Jerusalem, and Hamas has set Friday the 13th as that date. We are aware of some kind of chatter, um, but we don't have any credible information that anything's going to be occurring here. In New New York, the entire police department is being mobilized in case something does happen. X wanted to know, given the shortage of St. Louis police officers, could they mobilize and act in a manner that would be sufficient? I believe so. Certainly, it's no secret to anyone that we are below our authorized staffing levels. Unfortunately, that's not terribly new. That's something that we've been dealing with for extended period of time. Wall points to several 911 callers being hired who are in training to become a dispatcher, but that takes 11 months. Maria Aquina, KMOX news. St. Louis Rabbi Shmuel Greenwald is back in St. Louis for more torn Israel, but he tells the Dave Glover show he didn't flee Israel. It wasn't like this was the time I was supposed to leave. My plane got canceled. I was there during the Gulf War when I was 25 and hiding in, in a sealed room with gas masks on when it was Saddam Hussein. And the streets of Jerusalem, people should know, it, 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 people are staying inside. The, the schools are closed. But there is food and, and people are going about the business that they need to go about. Rabbi Greenwald says more people are returning to Israel rather than coming back home because of a lot of, Mer- of Americans who are Israeli also serve as reservists in Israel and are returning to fight. Wondering how you can help the people of Israel? An Israeli tour guide gives KMOX some answers. The biggest needs right now are essentials and tactical gear for the soldiers fighting Hamas, says David Sussman with the charity Just One Hased. Bulletproof vests specific helmets, flashlights that can be attached to the guns. There is a street battle that is happening every minute of the day right now. Sussman says Hamas also wants the destruction of America. He says people can donate at Just One Hesed, that's C-H-E-S-E-D dot org. Scott Jagal, KMOX News. A KMOX follow-up. Following news breaking this morning of the state auditor opening an investigation into the city justice center, tensions are rising between the newly appointed director of public safety and the oversight board. Let's get the latest on this story from KMOX's Sean Malone in the newsroom. Michael, I just spoke with Pam Walker, one of the detention facility oversight board members, and she ripped newly appointed public safety director Charles Coyle for his comments made this afternoon regarding the oversight board being the ones not following the ordinance. Walker says she's tired of the childish games. I'm not doing he said, she said. We're not 12 years old. This is serious. People are dying in the city jail at a rate that's completely unacceptable. The accusations that are coming out of there about use of force, about corrections officers being attacked, three in a weekend. Earlier this afternoon at a press conference to remove his interim tag, Director Coyle says the board has not sent the necessary information to the director of personnel and other city positions. That director hadn't seen any of their rules or regulations. You can't exclude people like that. The circuit attorney had not. The previous one or the current one. Walker refutes this claim, saying they did submit their regulations, but the city didn't approve of them and that the board never heard back from the city. This all stems from this morning when KMOX was first to report that Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick has opened up an investigation into the City Justice Center for failure to respond to the oversight efforts of the DFOB. We'll have my conversation with Missouri Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick coming up later. Live in the newsroom, Sean Malone, KMOX News.
The assault case where a reckless driver crashed into a teenage volleyball player continues. This is Stuart McMillan downtown at the Carnahan Courthouse where the suspect, Daniel Riley, sat idly by in handcuffs listening to lawyers, plaintiff and defendant, argue mainly about evidence. A third party group did accident reconstruction when Janae Edmondson was hit back in February. And Daniel Riley's lawyer felt that he wasn't getting the data needed from that. So the judge wants the lawyers involved to update him by October 30th to make sure evidence is being shared, and that will give them enough time to have experts review it for the trial March of next year. The number of U.S. data compromises continues to rise to new levels. KMOX virtual consumer editor Megan Lynch tells us more. Data breaches are up 14% from peak levels two years ago. James Lee, chief operating officer for the Identity Theft Resource Center, expects there will be close to 3,000 reported data breaches by the end of the year. That's 1,000 more than the peak in 2021. Part of the reason, so-called zero-day attacks. Basically what that means is there's a bug in a piece of software that no one knows about and there's no patch for and that basically the bad guys get there first and they exploit that to uh, to create some sort of opportunity to steal data. Lee says one of the most troubling trends for victims is lack of information from companies hit by cyber attacks. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. The KMOX Business Desk. I can make the bad guys good for a weekend. So it's gonna be forever. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour is coming to movie theaters starting tonight and there'll be some different rules. We want you to forget all about the normal keeping quiet in the theater stuff. You're here to have fun. So get loud, sing along, stand up. You can even leave your cell phones on. That way you can take selfies with your friends. We want you to do whatever you would do as if you were at the show itself. That's Marcus Theater CEO Greg Marcus in a trailer that'll play before the film. Marcus told Total Information AM they are ready for the Swifties. Well, you know, look, this isn't the first time we've been really busy. We just had Barbenheimer, you know, a few months ago, and we had... Spider-Man before that, and Avatar, and Super Mario. So we prepare for it, and we'll be staffed accordingly. KMOX goes in-depth. And let's go to the newsroom right now and check in with KMOX's Sean Malone. State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick to discuss the investigation that he announced this morning into the City Justice Center. Auditor Fitzpatrick, if you don't mind bringing us to the beginning of this, this began uh, two weeks ago when you received a letter, the first one from State Senator Steve Roberts, and the second most recent letter was received last week by the Detention Facility Oversight Board. Uh, yeah, well, the first contact we had was from Senator Roberts, and he, he uh, made, uh, you know, basically uh, made us aware of his concerns. And at that point, we, uh, you know, asked him if he could gather some additional information, and uh, we uh, eventually were able to uh, get some more information. Actually, the, the, the Detention Facilities Oversight Board sent us their uh, their concerns in writing, and that is the basis for the uh, investigation that we're conducting. So we did send out uh, letters today to, uh, or this week to ask for, uh, uh, you know, some, some records from the city as well as from the detention facilities oversight board. So that we can verify what requests have been made by the DFOB that have not been, uh, that have not been responded to uh, and try to gather the information from the city's end to see if there's any discrepancies in what we've you know been told from, uh, from the allegations we've received so far. So that's where we're at. Uh, it's very early in the process of, of conducting the investigation, and it'll probably be at least a couple of weeks before we get uh, any information that we can review uh, to begin kind of determining what the issue is. 
What kind of documentation are you looking for from the City Justice Center? Uh, well, we've asked for uh, you know copies of any uh, requests made by the, uh, the Detention Facilities Oversight Board. Um, we've asked for information regarding the uh, uh, the uh, contract with Horizon, which is the healthcare provider for the facility, uh, and you know reasons for for uh, not renewing their contract. And and uh, I guess the, there's going to be some litigation around that. And so just kind of trying to understand the uh, the situation uh, with regard to that. There was also concerns about the uh, food vendor not being paid timely, which was causing food to not be delivered to the facility and uh, the detainees not being uh, you know, allowed to have uh, the appropriate nutrition because of that. Uh, so we've asked for some records relating to the food vendor invoices and payments. Uh, and uh, again, any, any requests received from the DFOB for access to records or to the facility and any responses that the, uh, that the uh, facility or the, uh, uh, the administration had provided back to the detention facilities oversight board, uh, either granting them or denying them access to that information. The letter the Detention Facility Oversight Board sent you included uh, quite a list of things they wanted you to investigate, uh, subpoena, um, and your list of things you've requested from the City Justice Center is quite shorter than that. How did you go about narrowing down the scope of what was asked of you from the Oversight Board to what you're asking to get from the uh, the uh, City Justice Center? Yeah, well, we, we, you know, the biggest concern that we have is the alleged stonewalling of the board that was created by ordinance and it was supported by the mayor, um, you know, to, to oversee uh, the facility. And, you know, the, essentially the fact that, the you know, that board was created with a specific purpose and that it's not being allowed to fulfill that mission. And so we're going to focus on that first because a lot of the information that, you know, that the, uh, the board has asked for it's stuff that they should be the ones to, to gather and to review and provide recommendations on. So we're going to start, you know, with the, the basics, which is, you know, is there an issue here with the, the ordinance not being followed and the board not being given access to uh, the things that they are supposed to have access to? So that was the, uh, you know, that's why, you know, and the other part is trying to, um, you know, make this, the time frame for the investigation reasonable if, you know if we go into as much detail as what the oversight board was was going into or requesting access to that would really extend the timeline of the investigation and, and would uh, make it more difficult to provide uh, you know, any recommendations that uh, would be needed uh, for the next step the expediency is something I wanted to ask you about as well, because you asked both parties to provide the documentation you requested uh, no later than October 24th, 12 days away from when this letter is dated for October 12th. Is that a typical time frame that you give? I, my understanding was it was typically 30 days. Uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, for an investigation and, and, you know, the level of documentation we're asking for is, is not super extensive. So, um, that is a pretty normal turnaround time in an investigation for requesting documents. And if, you know, if the, uh, you know, the city shows good faith that it cooperating and providing the information as, as it becomes available or as they gather it, you know, we can, we can work with them on it, you know, a slightly longer timeline, but, um, you know, the goal is to get the information as quickly as possible so that we can make a determination if the allegations are credible or not. And, uh, 
so given the level of information requested, the, the time frame was reasonable. State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick joining us here on KMOX. Thank you so much for your time, sir. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for joining us for the St. Louis All Local. You can subscribe. Just search on the Odyssey app.